and welcome to Creative Lives, the Lecture in Progress podcast. Lecture in Progress is an online resource that inspires and informs the next generation of talent by providing practical advice and insight into the creative industry. This podcast series features a broad range of people talking about what they do and how they got to where they are. Our guest this week is Matt Dunn, who we spoke to over a call as he's currently based in San Francisco. Hey, my name's Matt. I'm an art director at Goodby Silverstein and Partners in San Francisco. Originally from the UK, Matt only began his career in advertising around two years ago. Having graduated with an illustration degree in 2014, he started out as an in-house designer at a law firm before eventually finding his way into Adland. In that time, Matt's gained global press from major outlets including Vice, BuzzFeed and The Independent for a campaign he created off his own back for the NHS. And he's experienced working life within some of advertising's most competitive agencies. Having moved to California and started his current role within the past couple of months, we began by asking Matt more about his job and what it entails. So as an art director, my main job is to kind of look after the visual world of advertising campaigns. I mainly work with a copywriter and we both think about concepts from start to finish. That includes when things go into production, the birth of an idea, literally just everything. We work under creative directors who direct us and guide us in certain areas that they think that we're answering a brief properly or the best, basically the best uh, creative execution. (laughs) If you put a camera on me, you'd see me and my creative partner, which is a copywriter, day-to-day we would normally do a lot of concepting. So that would be jotting down ideas. We'd be in a room just bouncing off each other. And then that's mainly like what we do. And then we'd go into like meetings, creative directors, briefings. It's a lot of meetings and a lot of concepting. That's pretty much what we do, unless we're on a shoot. What's the great thing about working in America compared to the UK is that we get to go to places like Las Vegas or Hollywood or anything like that. So I think that's like a luxury. (laughs) But just over two years ago, Matt was in a very different place. To make sense of his route, we got him to take us right back to the beginning. I grew up in a place called Gloucester, Gloucestershire, near the Cotswolds, uh, kind of like farmer area, like lots of greenery, not as hip as Shoreditch or not as great as San Francisco. I didn't even anticipate working in advertising, uh, let alone coming over here. Describing himself as a late bloomer, Matt started university a bit later than his peers, having gone straight into work after college. So I studied illustration at Portsmouth University and I didn't have a clue what I was doing. I just liked drawing and that was my way of communicating what was in my head and ideas. And I just drew it out because I'm not really that great with words. So after I graduated, I ended up taking the first job, which was working in a law firm as a designer. Did that for couple of years until I realized that a lot of my design work had ideas behind them. So I started to explore that, doing all-nighters at this law firm, like sleeping on the floor, like just being a bit weird, really. (laughs) Like I entered like a one-minute brief, which is kind of like a Twitter page that they encourage people to just kind of take one minute to answer a brief online. Ended up like winning this one-minute brief and then had a full-page ad come out in campaign annual. So... I was like, oh, this is pretty easy. Like, not in a cocky way, but just like, oh, like, I'm kind of 
like this. Submitting work for the one-minute brief became a realisation and turning point for Matt, and not long after, he moved to London and embarked on his first internship at VCCP, before starting at Publicis three months later. When I was a junior art director at Publicis, so my first job in the industry, I was there for a year and I got hired because I won a Coca-Cola pitch as an intern, like in my first week there. So it's kind of right place, right time. And creatively, it wasn't fulfilling me. I mean, I was working on Coca-Cola, which is like dream client for anyone. But when you're a junior, you don't really realize how many layers there are. When you're working on like a campaign like that from your day to day, it can get quite grinding creatively. Through this time, Matt found himself itching to start a side project and came up with a concept that eventually became a hugely popular campaign for the NHS. It was an undertaking that would completely change the course of his career. We hear how it came about. I kind of just like walked down the street and saw a phallus on the wall. <laughs> um, and I just had this weird thought of like, why isn't it protected? It was just a really stupid thought. And then I actually realized like there was a statistic behind it about young people having lots of unprotected sex in London. And it kind of all clicked. I proactively like approached NHS with, it was all kind of good. As long as it was on legal free walls with graffiti, that was kind of my, okay, cool. Like, I guess I can do that. <laughs> as long as I get to do like the idea that I wanted to do for them. So yeah, and then that was really weird because I find myself going out at two in the morning, spray painting condoms on phalluses across London. It's a really weird moment in my life. The moment it took off was a great time because I had Coca-Cola work fulfilling me in the day. And then in the night, I would go out as like some kind of anonymous condom dude. Because we made like an Instagram page that had our email contact on. So we would just get loads of people DMing us with penises around London that were unprotected. People embraced it. And it was insane. Seeing it everywhere was cool because it was kind of this vision that I had for the NHS that I only saw it on a small scale. But then when the internet blew it up, it was made me realize like quite a big scale thing. What's really interesting is like, I didn't need an ad agency for that work. I just did it myself. And I kind of, yeah, gained a lot of press, which is probably attractive for any agency where they're like, this guy's breaking some rules over here. <laughs> Once people started noticing it, the initiative was covered in national and international press, including in Vice, BuzzFeed, The Huffington Post, Team Vogue, Mashable, The Independent, and the list goes on and on. During this time of the condom work, a lot of people in the industry were following the Instagram account, like ECDs, loads of people, all of that jazz. But yeah, I got hit up by Wyden and it was a really weird story because they offered me an internship. I was already hired. Why would I go back to being an intern? But then by this time in my career, like a year or so in, I already was very aware of the great creative agencies and Wyden was one of them. So getting a chance to go to Wyden and Kennedy, which they don't really open that, the door to them, uh, that place that often. So it was kind of like, just go and trust like that you can go there, do some great work, and then it might lead to something better. Then it led to me going to Mother. So it definitely led to something better. <laughs> but not long into the job, Matt was contacted by a recruiter based in the States, who'd also discovered Matt through his NHS work. 
After talking online, he flew Matt out to San Francisco, where he soon landed the position at Goodby Silverstein and Partners. So Goodby Silverstein and Partners is pretty much, because we've been hiring new people, so I'd say it's like around 400 people. I'd say the work environment, Goodby Silverstein, is, is pretty similar to Wyden and Mother, like a very similar to an independent agency even though it's owned by Omnicom, it feels like an independent shop, has that kind of freedom of creativity where I wouldn't say get away with everything or anything, but the client's like needs are definitely more creative than any other place, which is great. Having been a skateboarder in his teens, Matt's picked up some unlikely and lasting wisdom that still impacts the way he approaches challenges and his career as a whole. Skateboarding definitely has a lot of impact on even my choices now, skateboarding teaches you, sounds really Rocky Balboa, but if you fall down, you get back up again kind of thing until you land the trick, which is, it's really interesting. Um, I mean, when you have 11 years of that cemented in your head, um, it definitely plays a part in your life choices or even like your day-to-day -day job, kind of just go at it until you do it. <laughs> Loads of skateboarders always carry on after they stop skating like whatever kind of career they do or if they go into the gym or anything like that they always have that kind of mentality of like well I'm not going to do it first time like who's going to do that like <laughs> if I do it first time great that's lucky <laughs> um, but yeah you kind of appreciate the grind a lot with three desirable and competitive advertising internships under his belt, we asked Matt what he thinks makes for a satisfying and beneficial placement within a company. The thing with internships, it's, it actually teaches you the places that you'd want to work. So, I mean, if it feels like the internship isn't great, I mean, at least you haven't signed to like a full job contract. <laughs> and if anything, it's like a learning process anyway. You're there to kind of learn, you're there to help, and if anything, if you're there and you knock it out of the park, then good on you. But if anything, you don't kind of want to like laze around. We ended by asking Matt what he currently finds most challenging in his work, along with the advice he'd share for anyone wanting to get into the same line of work. I, I don't know, maybe just kind of levelling out my patience, aside from my hunger, because I think that's one thing that I wake up. I always love problem solving. And sometimes California is very relaxed compared to the London hustle and bustle. So I think that's one of my biggest challenges at the moment for me personally. And trying not to answer every brief that's in the agency. <laughs> so I mean, like trying not to just do everything all at once, kind of take it a bit more easier and not be so hard on myself. But the one thing that I've learned as well is the... Great agencies always have great work-life balance. And I think that's because they nurture creativity a lot. And to be a creative, you kind of need to go out and explore the world. You need to kind of fill your head and your body with books or movies or cartoons, just everything. And if it means that you go out in the day taking photos of weird shop signs just because that makes you laugh and inspires you, then, yeah, they let you do that. My advice to anyone is just always trust in your gut like always trust your instincts and don't try and copy people kind of accepting like your own individual voice is like a big thing in advertising or any kind of career because that voice inside of you is like what's going to keep you happy on your day-to-day -day. and 
that voice is always going to guide you in your career or your life. It's kind of like you go to a restaurant and you're not going to choose like a meal because someone else is choosing it or you're not going to try and copy someone. You're just going to order what you kind of want. So you kind of apply that to work. So if you feel like you kind of want to do a side project, then do it. Yeah, you wouldn't put off eating a meal, (laughs) especially if it's ice cream. So why put off anything like that? This episode of Creative Lives was brought to you by Lecture in Progress. It was presented by me, Indy Davis, and the guest was Matt Dunn. The editor was Ivor Manley. Lecture in Progress is made possible with the support of a number of brand partners. They include GF Smith, Google, Sky Creative Agency, Colophon Foundry, Heffler & Co. and the Paul Smith Foundation. For more information, check out lectureinprogress.com and you can also find us on Instagram and Twitter.